0: And so, it begins.
1: The hole in his mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. A rabbi and a boxer <laughs> arrive on a space <laughs> yeah, station. I
1: broke
0: off. You guys, I have a
2: stalker. He's
1: totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally sexual harassment.
2: Basically the Malabarial trauma queen. He's getting come
1: out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law crack. we wreck. Where I have
2: dead, Hey, Jeffrey Sinclair. Passage must teach, Worker cast, not to blow up universe.
1: My Whedon senses should have been tingling. <laughs> and we know that IKEA survived.
0: This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. I well, to speak. I need to bed drop.
1: Jack Ripper knew it was there.
0: Well, hello again everyone, welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ian. It's just the two of us today, so yeah, I guess it's not no, really, it's not exactly the
2: uh, intro cast yeah. today, kind of. Uh, more show for all, all the other newbies out there. Um, <laughs> we won't spoil you, but... It
0: happens sometimes, <laughs> people busy. But we are joint uh pleased to be joined once again by Nietzsche.
1: Hi everyone. Hey.
0: Hello. Glad to have you back here in our final season.
1: Yes, final this year. will be my final episode. Aww.
0: Um
1: yeah, I I remembered this episode more fondly than rewatching it, I will say that.
0: I agree. Well, <laughs> I agree. Um, I think
1: at this point, uh, this trope has d- been done so much more often and better that it's not as cool as first watch.
0: I think they did it better on the next generation in, um, lower Mm-mm. decks. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Well, and on Buffy.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Is that um, how?
0: Mm. I'm not a fan of the Zippo, sorry. (laughs) I'm not a fan of... um, There are some good
2: things about this episode, though, so let's not (laughs) drag it down.
0: Well, today we are here to discuss episode four of season five of View from the Gallery.
2: Apologies, though, no ISN report this week. Instead, let's go to our advert... Nutty Bites.
1: Hi, I'm Nuke Choss, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't
0: really debate.
1: Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We're more
0: like rant, rave, and then
1: have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any super Heroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Mm, antagonist. Not really a guest. Matty Bytes. Nimlas.org
0: A View from the Gallery originally aired February 11th, 1998. If you want to know what I was doing, this was, my, this was still my freshman year in college. I think it was February that year when I finally got a roommate because I was living alone. I thought I was going to make it to the end of the year without having to put up with a roommate, but Got one in February, he was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he used to drink and smoke all the time, come in late at night drunk. Um, <laughs> it's just what I do in, now. in 1998.
1: <laughs> I was not watching Babylon 5 because I think I was still watching Deep Space Nine, but uh, yeah, that was my junior year of college, so yay! Uh,
0: yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, end of
2: sixth form over here. Um. So yeah, I think it was also around this time that um, I first saw Babylon Five on TV. It was season four, uh, uh, episode twenty-two, of course. <laughs> "As I've said before," probably the worst episode to jump in on, but it was it caught my attention. <laughs>
0: I think at this time they were airing the four first four seasons on TMT like Monday through Friday, so I was catching up on the episodes I hadn't seen. You know, I was in season five. Um,
1: yeah, it was. Sorry, I was uh, recently just distracted. My husband just came in. Apparently, Pokemon Go is now available in Canada. I saw that on <laughs> Facebook.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, my fr- with my friends and I last night I caught so many last night this is the first time I've actually gone out and walked around trying to catch them because I usually only catch the ones in my um, you know, in my house so, but yeah I caught so many last night at the science museum mm-hmm. nice <laughs> yeah, I so, keep getting server, server
2: issues like that. Uh, but I've not done too much at the moment but yeah I'm going to have to go to the local um, park and it's a really big area so I, I'll, I'll bounce my place, you
0: know, Pokemon there. Yeah, there's some big events set up in the next few weeks. There's one Friday this past Friday, and I think there's another one this coming weekend. People go to the park and get together. Um. It's
1: it's been up here uh, because it's all based on Ingress, right? So anybody that had like an American phone or an American version of iTunes or things like that, you could get in and um, like just walking around at the mall like it was constantly seeing people back and forth back and forth Mm. and these different types of people that you would never expect to be talking to each other are Uh. talking to each other and having all these conversations and like at one point somebody had this it was like a CP 1600 something or other and took over the gym at the mall and he walks up and he sees her and he goes oh it's you I'm never getting this gym back
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there was a gym uh, on a submarine that we went to and took over last night, <laughs> a submarine nice. museum.
2: Uh, but there's
0: a gym at the park, like, close to my neighborhood. Now, I was coming home at, like, 11 o'clock one night, and there's this little group of, like, 30 people, like, leaving the gym. And I could tell that they were all, <laughs> they are like, going, you know, leaving the park. I could tell they were all playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I, I went. I went swimming the other day, um, and, and uh, it looked like there was a large Pokemon in the swimming pool. But because there's no data there, there's no way of getting it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the weird thing is because the Pokemon spawn uh, where in Ingress, it were you would get XM, and the XM was found places that people were using cellular. So, like, how these things form in a pool, that can only mean, like, the GPS is off or something.
2: But it's funny. I mean, maybe it's registering that it's actually further down the road and there's some um, large pond that I didn't uh, find. But it looked like it was down straight in the center of the swimming pool. Mm, Nice. So,
1: (laughs) Babylon 5. Sorry, yeah, Pokemon the, Go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, awesome. right. It's
2: a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So it was directed by Janet Greek. We know her. She directed the premiere this season. And it was written by JMS, but Harlan Ellison gets the story credit because this episode was based off an idea he had for one of his own stories, I guess. JMS nice. used it. And now for the recap. <laughs> um. The episode begins with a probe being destroyed in hyperspace by some unknown ships, and we see Lockley being awakened in her room. So, I don't know, I don't have hair. So, what was her hair looking pretty nice for someone who was sleeping or not? I don't know. Uh,
2: I, I'm not sure. Maybe <laughs> I wasn't paying attention at that, that point, okay. really. Just looked like My
1: hair never looks that way, but some people can have good hair like that. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs>
0: So she finds out they're coming, and then see and see Clarence has <laughs> like take your shirt off, Clarence, please. <laughs> 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 um,
2: this is why we really need the, the newbies today because it's a Clarence-heavy episode. Yeah, yeah,
1: there's so much Clarence, and I was noticing. Um, I'm not rewatching season five because it's season five. <laughs> <laughs> I was noticing that, yeah, so uh, in C&C, they're not wearing uniforms, they're just wearing like the under-uniform or just like dress shirts just from casual. the old... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I'm thinking, so like Clarence and everybody else in C&C, they're not back in the military. They're just like no. civilians now.
2: Well, yeah, they're... they're Babylon 5 military where it's essentially yeah. whatever military force Sheridan formed when he seceded. Yeah,
1: whatever Garibaldi's the intelligence officer for. Yeah. Mm.
2: I mean, but straight away we run into a big problem with this episode. This amorphous, unnamed alien race.
0: Who are these people? But yeah, um, yeah, I have to send a message to them that they can't mess with us, they can't invade us. But I like how she was explaining this to the staff but she was really explaining this to us the viewer
2: yep this race you've never heard of and will never hear of again is really really dangerous this actually is serious yeah (laughs) how why i thought this was a galaxy wide um alliance you're creating and all of a sudden you've got this mysterious race that no one's ever heard of
1: yeah, it it sounds like it's it's a first contact kind of a thing. Like they they made first contact with whoever the gain are and oh, the they,
2: part yeah, yeah. of the uh, alliance.
1: Okay, then they made they were talking to those people and these are like these new aliens that nobody's talking to and they can't negotiate with them. They're just coming in and, and trying to kill. Yeah. They're zombies. You know, it's they're intimate. the borg. They're 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 people we can't make peace with. They're just plutonium.
0: Mm. Yeah. I like how she was looking down into the area where her staff sits. I was thinking, oh, Clarence used to sit there. But he's <laughs> up at the top now, close to the top. Yeah. Um, and after they send out some defenses. Oh, yeah, she sets aside a life pod for Dylan and Sheridan, which that's going to come back later. Uh, yeah, and of
2: <laughs> course, Clarence says, yeah, no way they're ever going to get into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, in another part of station two, maintenance workers, Bo and Mac, are complaining about having another red alert. Mac yep. is played by Raymond O'Connor. He was in an episode of Buffy Tabula Rasa. Yeah, Teeth.
1: he played somebody Teeth. Teeth, yeah. So was he one of the sharks, uh,
0: goons? <laughs> I don't remember. Because
1: this guy, he, he plays either priests, uh, mobsters, or security guards. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and, that's what I noticed on the IMDb. I've seen him as a priest in many things. And it, he gave me like this like Squiggy vibe, you know, squiggy, like Lenny yeah. and Squiggy. But it wasn't him at all.
0: <laughs> I can see him being a mobster or Squiggy kind of guy.
1: Or Nathan Detroit. Yeah.
0: See, Bo is played by Lawrence LeJohn, who I saw he was in an X-Files episode, via Negativa. And I think in my notes, I uh, probably switched their names Accidentally a few times, so I may <laughs> I may say the wrong name. We'll see. It's all good. <laughs> um, after the opening credits, Sarah says we ain't going nowhere. But luckily, I think she kind of convinced him to link up with the life pod, so she'll know where he is. He didn't really commit to it, but I think he's no. <laughs>
2: um, he he admits, yeah, I would do the same thing. That's about all he commits to.
1: Yeah, I would do the same thing. That doesn't mean I'm gonna be nice to you. (laughs) Her lipstick is so distracting. I
0: didn't
1: notice it. It's grey. It's
2: It's grey in this one, is it? Uh, I'm sure. I thought it was really glossy. Maybe that's another episode where it's really, really. It's
1: grey and shiny, but yeah, it's just no, no, no.
2: It's uh, it's, you're right. I mean, I didn't really think about it too much before, but when now you meant. As you mentioned it, I remembered the whole glossy thing. It doesn't feel like it's part of who the character is, you know.
1: Yeah. It's, I don't know, like when I first watched this, I did not think that she was not Ivanova, but watching this episode I'm like, gosh, they really are trying to make her Ivanova replacement. Like, yeah. even in the look, like they're trying to make her look stronger, and no. She's not Ivanova. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not
2: <bono>. It's still all it is, really, isn't it? It's, I know, I know, um, I know. She's she, not, not bad.
1: Yeah, she grows up. It's only a us.
2: second episode.
0: Is <laughs> that mm. so her um. name now? Not Ivanova? <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. That's, that's Byron. Byron is not Marcus.
0: My, not Marcus.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. uh-huh. <laughs> um... <laughs> When they leave, Bo and Mac talk about that time uh, Sheridan went after that guy that stabbed Lynn And Ceremonies of Light and Dark.
2: It's true that was cool. You see, I think you know, this going forward you'll see that I think Bo is a more developed character than Mac. Mac seems like the uh, stereotypical maintenance worker. Is, Bo's got more substance to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, Bo Bo. Well, we find out later, like, Bo is there because he wishes he was a pilot or in the military.
2: Hmm. Well, There's something sort of like stopping him.
1: Well, we don't know. Yeah. There, there, he, could, he might re- not have passed entrance exams. Yeah. He might have yeah. a medical condition that keeps him from doing it. Uh, it might have been something like he wasn't able to do it at a certain time. And then he got older and he, you know. There's mm. there's lots
2: of reasons, but yeah, whatever it is, there's a reason yeah. there. He's not, you know, he's not a fighter pilot or a um, ground pounder.
1: Yeah, it 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 rang very believable to me because like I've met a bunch of people who are like, oh yeah, I wish I could do that. You know, you know, there's a bunch of people that you know they they will constantly talk about wanting to do it, um, and then there's. The, the really scary people who just then pretend that they are but that's weird
0: um, <laughs> um my favorite part of the scene was when they try to figure out what that thing does so they push across the floor <laughs>
2: it's yeah like, that's a nice little <laughs> element
0: yeah like they're usually they're just in the background I guess pushing I want really to doing. know
1: <laughs> is there stuff is there anything about this episode where they talk about how they're basically just answering fan questions because I swear that has to be a fan question of like, what does that thing do?
0: Yeah, why are they? Half oh, of oh, this It
2: seems like that. You're right. I mean, it's not the only question. You got the whole thing about Ivanova later, oh. and then
1: that one's perfect. I and love I that, that one. Thinking, that one's obvious.
0: That was on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I seem like they're the only two maintenance people on the entire station.
2: <laughs> was well, they of, talk
1: about others, but we, but yeah, they're we the never floaters. Them. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you hear their boss through their little intercom thing.
0: Yeah, but he may not actually be out there fixing things. It's just like they're the only two people actually working on these yeah. things. Uh, they get some lunch and Mac has Spoo. I guess a Spoo <laughs> sandwich.
2: <laughs> again, I think, you know, fan service again. Fans asking about Spoo.
1: This is the most memorable thing from this entire episode. <laughs> I was talking about which episode I was going to be on and my husband, we got we got back from my keto. I said, you want to watch the episode with me? He goes, do I want to watch an episode where a bunch of guys just talk about how spoo tastes like chicken? No, I'm going to go to bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. Everybody remembers that part of it.
0: Yeah, especially... Well, apparently it doesn't really taste that good at all. I wonder. <laughs> For
1: 15 about? credits an ounce, if I you could, can believe that.
0: It could be a quote. Well, <laughs> um, Wait, it's like... Isn't it like... How much was this uh, room? They tried to increase their room by like 30 credits. 30 credits a month. Mm -hmm. Wow, that stuff's really expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so they get a alert. An alert. And one needs to go to med lab, other needs to go to the dome. So then we get to Franklin instructing his staff and i this was and not touching
2: anyone so oh he does
0: a lot of touching. We've not, we'll got to a, uh, we've
2: not got a newbies here we had actually at that point that at least in this scene he doesn't really touch anyone <laughs> inappropriately
1: it it was it was kind of interesting so much of this stuff like when they talk about sheridan and yeah he's a good guy and this happened and this happened i'm like oh this is all because of the new network this is all because of the new network yeah. And the Same thing with Franklin's speech. I'm like, uh, new network.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of we've got to re- reiterate Franklin's back history, reestablish who the character is.
1: Yep.
0: Um. Yeah, they kind of did that with Lita a little bit last time, I think, and about her history of the CyCor. Um. Yeah. So Bo kind of wonders why would they even bother helping these guys who are trying to kill us, and Franklin wonders. Sometimes he says, sometimes he wonders why they play by the rules when nobody else does and tells a story about his father and, I guess, the Guard doctor who helped him. Yeah.
2: The first um, time I watched this, course. I thought... Yeah. Sorry.
0: Uh, the first time I watched this, I wasn't really paying attention because it was Franklin. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I thought that he had said that his father got killed some, by his own people. I was like, whoa, did that happened in the Civil War or something? <laughs> and they're just now telling us that or something.
2: Uh, not quite but it's convenient he uh, doesn't talk about that time he turned 30 people into bombs essentially (laughs) overlook that
1: you know that's not something he's proud of that's not like you know that's not on the reel of interesting topics he tells people when he first meets them yeah I can totally turn people into bombs but it's okay they're their size. They don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'd probably scrub that from this record. Um, so in CNC, Mac is working on the targeting console and the, there's a battle that ensues while well, this is going on. I'll this is w- the
1: funniest scene of all of the behind the scenes stuff because it's all intense, all intense. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I see the problem. Uh, and then you get the whole. And, and, and alternate power is back online kind of a thing. Because we get all of those lines normally during space battles but you never know where did the power go, how is it getting fixed, all of that. And yeah. in this episode we actually see the guy under the console fixing it.
2: And um, that's the point of the scene, not the generic space battle outside yeah. which really, usually I really enjoy battle-of-five space battles. This one, yeah, this the generic spaceships yeah. just Firing on one
0: another. Yeah, I wanted to ask Heidi and Beth if they had trouble following this one because this one just seemed odd to me the way that it you know, took place.
2: I'm definitely glad we didn't ask them to do a commentary on this one. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that big bug, maybe the same thing that was infesting the station in the very long night of London, Mallory.
1: And they're all uh, over the station. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, it actually looks like the book that was in uh, Londo's quarters a couple of years ago. The oh, one he was yeah. fighting off with a sword.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: They called it a B1 through 5 or 1 through 4 or something like that. I was wondering if that's supposed to be some kind of joke or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, because um, like all of them are gone, yeah. Yeah, or sabotage
0: or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: um, and that was sabotaged by um, giant space crabs, and this <laughs> is a space bug. This is
1: a really strange book. I wonder if the space fighters like to eat them.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, Lockley says us a taste of what's coming. We need to get uh, we need to alert the ambassador and she's gonna go have a talk with Mr. Garibaldi. And yeah. get back to Bo and Mac. They were in, Mac was impressed by Captain Lockley. But Bo's heard that she was on the wrong side during the Civil War.
1: I I like that conversation because it makes you think like Okay, so Sheridan and all of the the upper echelons, they decided to do everything, and they're the ones that made all these decisions to go into civil war. Like, what about all the other Earthlings that had, like, normal jobs and didn't have a single say in all of this?
2: Yeah. And oh, where yeah. did they
1: sit? And I, I mean, thought that was really interesting.
2: The only other thing you get on this is, uh in season three, Sheridan saying over the um, holographic uh, the, uh, speech he made, A- after this conflict, anyone who wants to leave for Earth can do. So it's essentially that's the only time we hear, okay, anyone who doesn't agree with me, you can leave the station. Yeah. Which is like, can...
1: give up your life, goodbye job, go home. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How many Homeless, people can actually leave? Jobless
1: the with no income.
2: And coming from a space station that just succeeded. You're not going straight into interrogation once you get, reach Earth. No, no. You, no. These people, if they if they left Babylon 5 and went to Earth, they'd be interrogated harshly, you know, and then put on some sort of watch list.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, this is where they talk about Ivanova and rumors. <laughs> mm-hmm. JMS said it's not a shot at Claudia. It's more of a shot at the people who were just spreading all these rumors.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was just, great. I yeah, love but, it.
0: Because mentioned the one that I first heard that she just wanted more money and <laughs> she wasn't mm-hmm. getting it.
1: Well, and from what I've heard, like even JMS was told certain things and then he found out that they weren't true. Yeah. So like he didn't even get the full story until later.
2: Yeah, well, if that's the case, I wonder whether, um, what's it, um, oh, why am I forgetting the actor's name again? But uh, for Varnova, Cordia Christensen, whether, hmm. I wonder whether she was being fed misinformation as well. And, you know, if things had worked out differently, if people actually knew what was going on, perhaps she should, would have stayed around.
1: I I believe she probably didn't. Um, there's uh, there's this whole thing in um, Deadwood, where uh, Kristen Bell comes on as guest star and is killed off very quickly. And it turns out it all happened because her manager or somebody on her people was trying to negotiate something and the production company didn't like it. So they said, nope, bye. And then they killed her off and she had no input, nothing. She had nothing to do with it, didn't even know it was going on and thought she was coming on for a, a longer role. And that kind of stuff happens all the time.
2: Yeah, that's not good at all.
0: No. Yeah, I understand you have to have like agents do this stuff for you, but sometimes wouldn't it be easy if you could just talk directly to mm-hmm. the people? Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they get on a lift, uh, Bo and Mac, <laughs> and then Lockley and Garibaldi get on, and she's mad because. Yeah, during the battle, the aliens tried downloading their codes and Garibaldi didn't know about that tactic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, this is another kind of nice mode because we get the scenes like this all the time and we never pay attention to who else is in the lift with anyone who's arguing, you know?
0: We've seen on this show before. They do sometimes discuss sensitive information with in mm-hmm. just anybody. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it's like they don't yeah. even see them. They even like encroach on their space, and yeah. then they get off like they weren't even there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the characters say it later. They did. People just don't pay attention to them. Yeah, it's and... uh,
1: it's it's pretty funny though.
2: Yeah.
0: So the invaders are coming in hyperspace some more, and. I keep wanting to call them Mo and Mac. Uh, Bo and Mac are in Brown sector fixing something, and they talk about how they can't just shut down the jump gates whenever something happens. It takes a long time to shut it down and bring it back up.
2: Again, audience questions. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just shut down the jump gate every time they get an attack? Well, here you go. Yes,
0: yeah, so I guess this race can't make their own jump gates. Just using her.
1: Yeah. Um, They're not Voltron.
0: Hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, they get called off somewhere because apparently there are only two floaters working right now. And Lockley is on the monitor giving a message. But the invaders are here. And Bo and Mac take a break while there's a battle going on outside. Talk about their
2: guys being out there.
1: And and guys. why some blow up green and some blow up red. Yeah. That was cool.
2: Y- yeah. Although <laughs> I would have thought at this point, um,. I would be respectful for both sides dying after that conversation with, um, Franklin.
1: I don't think they're disrespectful. I, I think they're just dealing with it. I mean, you have to remember how many space battles have we seen outside of Babylon five? This is just a reality and they have to figure out some way to compartmentalize um, and deal with it. Right. Like, cause if you're just sitting there upset, seeing all of these people dying, all the time you wouldn't be able to continue to live there
2: yeah yeah that is a good point
1: <laughs> not that they're desensitized or dead inside it's just a coping mechanism
2: yeah yeah it's the same sort of coping mechanism um survivors of the blitz go through uh, yeah. and you know events like that
1: exactly
0: then all of a sudden a jump point opens and a chicken comes through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we have talked about that on the show before, what JMS said that white stars look like. Um,
1: This is all just meta stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And a brooching pot. I'll just... uh, Sorry, I've just realized how this episode... If you really wanted to do a good version of, of you for the gallery, or, you know, this type of outsider point of view in the universe. You have, have someone dropped into the universe who just uh, has kind of only seen it on TV and finds himself in the real world all of a sudden. Yeah. that would have, Then you can actually be really matter there. Uh, rather than or, uh, just uh, trying to be better without playing the full hand.
0: Like a Deadpool kind of breaking the fourth wall kind of thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, but... <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the breaching pie comes and we hear Clarence show everybody to go to the station, to the shelters. And Bo and Mac walk into the middle of a battle. <laughs> they got on the station quick, or maybe they were walking for a while before they walked into this.
2: Well, they went into a, a lift, didn't they? And they broke. And so he got stuck between floors on a floor that just happened to be exactly where the reaching pod was coming through.
0: How did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Zach and his team end up covering them while they crawl to safety.
2: And of course, they have to encounter Byron.
0: Gotta get Byron in this episode. Couldn't get Lita or.
2: That
1: hallway yeah. fight, though,
2: was the worst. <laughs> oh, and. It was. Yours.
0: It was, I agree.
2: Usually, usually the costume design on the show is brilliant. Be so, the
1: costumes uh, I don't care about. It's the choreography, choreography, the fighting, the blasting, all of it. It's just, it was so, I mean, a student film could have done better. It was so bad.
0: It's, the end of fighting on the show is can be a little silly looking at times, but this scene was uh, terrible.
2: But sometimes it's it can be done bad. really well. Sometimes it can yeah. be done really yeah, well, though. Yeah. That's the problem. You've got some great directors on the show, and this episode really failed.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then we get um, Fabio or Byron, <laughs> and who keeps them safe for a while. It was really cheesy when that you know, that uh, alien guy came in and they did their mind voodoo on him to get him to leave. Just how the camera cuts to each one individually. It shows some concentrating.
2: You see, if Lita was there, it would been sleep now.
0: Just one.
2: <laughs> I love how they have to keep
1: looking like like the others didn't notice.
2: Deem, deem, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Byron, no, he is not That's Marcus. Sad. He will never be marcus
2: no definitely not his um, hair is
1: better looking than i remembered but he's still not marcus and i just wanted to smack him when he was and they still, poetic. still they
2: still haven't set up the um hair salon <laughs> you know <laughs> they're meant to be earning their keep they're all immaculately hair groomed you know their hair waffs. yeah
0: yeah, so, I guess, mm, Mac, or it was Bo. It's Bo. Bo uh, had you know, this dream of being a pilot, so Byron uses his mind powers to help him live that out for a few seconds.
2: I think this then, was played well um, when he's out in the um, Star Fury because you could see him go through a series of, expressions from shock, starting to enjoy it, realizing the terror of the actual situation, and then he's back to reality. I think that would sound quite well on his part anyway.
0: What happened if they had been in in the mind of a pilot who died? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah. yeah.
1: I I can't help, I can't tell if that was meant to be a, oh, you want to be out there with them. Okay. And if that was a, I'm going to give it to you as a present, or I'm going to show you be careful what you wish for. And mm-hmm. the other question is, is he still out there? Is he constantly lingering in who's ever head he put him in? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because he flashes back to it later.
2: I think he does, but it looks like it's a memory to me. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah he, said it, so he said it. What he say? Tell me it matters to you. Like
2: He said, he, he said that, you, that before. You was know, it, kind of It feels to me his kind of line to draw you into his cult. (laughs) It's tell me it matters to you.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: So Bo and Mac leave and they end up in the shelter with Jakar and Londo. Gotta get everybody in this episode.
2: Yeah. Again, you've got to also reestablish who Londo and Jakar are and what their relationship is between them.
0: Yeah, I didn't pick up on that they were doing that until yeah, you mentioned that. <laughs> um,
1: well, and and just showing how far they've come, and yeah, what their relationship was, and and then the comment of how long you think they've been married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the white stars are still coming back from the infili homeworld. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else? Yeah, Jakard never, Alondo never got to be free, like Alondo did from his prison. Uh, um, so the second wave is coming, and there's a battle. You see that White Star takes some damage, but the station's like on fire, so Bo and Mac get called to Red One to handle that. But on their way, they come across Sheridan trying to get Delin to go to the life pod, so Sheridan stops them. And tells
2: I've, got, them I've got a problem with this. Uh, uh, just because yeah. I used to buy the Sheridan and DeLand relationship. This this felt forced and kind of sickly twee. It it it. I didn't buy the relationship in the scene at all. It's a shame.
0: I just didn't buy. Um... And just grabbing two random people saying protect my wife <laughs> make sure
1: <laughs> i didn't get how delen is suddenly this this fragile snowflake that needs protecting and what is he off going to do that she's not going to be right there with him i mean this is this is the you know this is Satai tie Len, you know the one who who defies the gray council the one who Brings her, her white stars to save him. She is always in the thick of it. She is never afraid of anything. And yeah. what? We're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, qu- Queen Amidala her? I don't think so. No, that's just that. That's my problem with the whole situation. I like how she handled it. But yeah. the whole situation is stupid and I hope that she gives Sheridan a good talking to. Like, uh would, would, would I do that to you? Would I tell send you off on a life pod and not give you a choice? No.
0: Yeah. Remember how she saved you from your own government? <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> um Oh uh, oh, maybe she hasn't told you she broke the count great council and then remade it a year later.
0: But Delirium convinces um, Bo and Mac it's not safe to get on the i uh, the pod. <laughs> I wrote down iPods. So. <laughs> 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 so she says it would be a bad fate if she was sent away. What was her reason? She was going to what sabotage the pod yeah. if she got on it? Okay. Well, yeah. not
1: that she would do anything, but she's pretty sure something bad would happen. <laughs> I love Since her.
0: Time is circular. <laughs>
1: That was that was yeah. a bit of uh, Douglas Adams going on right there.
2: Yeah.
0: So she takes off. I wonder where she went when she took off. Does she immediately go find Sheridan? He's like, why are you here? <laughs> but her smile makes Mac smile.
2: No, no, I just imagine that you're running into one of those uh, red armor soldiers and just lamping in one.
0: Yeah.
2: And <laughs> yeah. Just continuing, continuing to stray through.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I could see her do
1: that.
2: Yeah.
0: And then the rest of the White Star... I guess they really did send all the White Stars to... Um, or almost all to the Infilii home homeworld. So but they come back and turn the tide of the battle. And Bo and Mac talk... So I don't remember what they talked about in this thing.
2: Mm, you get a scene oh, here about uh,
0: angels or something.
1: Yeah, know. they come in looking like angels, whatever. Why is there a tiny little window there? That doesn't make sense. Uh,
2: yeah, it doesn't quite, does it? I mean, we've seen one before, but that was in uh, Brown Sector. Yeah. Back in uh, Season 2, I think, you know. And um, that's okay. the only other time we've seen a window like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is in a loading bay. You wouldn't have a, a weird window like that in a loading bay. No.
1: It was just weird, but that's okay. I I still this is the other part that I remember and it's about them escorting Delenn and Delenn just asking their names and then running off and doing her own thing. Because <laughs> mm. Delenn is Although awesome. I
2: think this and um the vision Bo had are both moments that affect his life and I'm gonna when I come to my rating, I'm gonna be giving you the future history of Bo and Mac.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: Um, oh, I love the we craft.
0: <laughs> I think I read was that these two actors really hung out together a lot so they could seem like they were, you know, buddies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so Bo and Mac are talking about all the work that needs to be done now that the battle's over. But then they come across Docking Bay 4, where Franklin's examining the bodies and he's touching everyone's face.
1: Yes, he's touching. Well, he's closing their eyes. I mean, that's not so but bad. It
0: looked like he was touching, like on the side of their, like their cheek. I don't know. Yeah, it was like, was he
2: checking their pulse to make sure they're really dead?
0: That's what I um, thought he was doing, but it looked like he was just touching uh, their face.
2: They've already been laid out uh, with death shrouds over them. <laughs>
0: the death shroud is the first clue, Franklin. That they're dead. <laughs>
1: I um, I did, I did like this scene though. It was very. It was very, uh, striking, you know, it was, well, we got all this work to do, blah, blah, blah. And then you see Franklin having to go through all the dead and he's not just cataloging them and taking care of their bodies. He's a chief of medicine. Like somebody else can do that. He's going to be the one that has to tell everybody, tell all the families and make, you know, the death notifications to these families. And that just yeah. kind of hit home, like that. That really just made everything heavy all of a
0: sudden.
2: To be fair, what he's probably doing there is actually recording the official time of death.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, or maybe he's just trying to make a some kind of connection to everyone.
1: Oh God, mm. that's totally him with his
2: walkabout. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but still, I mean, Thunder. again, it shows that. Even in a small skirmish like this, that in the overall scheme of things doesn't really have any impact. There's still a large cost to lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if, if this, this more... is a battle, what was the war like?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Since they're independent now, where do they get more like recruits when they need to... Yeah. Yeah. Do people volunteer to go off and be on balance?
2: Well, Maybe that's the... um. Uh, thing with Earth they've got. Um, So, right. We're going to have a Earth Force commander and any new recruits we've got for security go through Earth Force or get signed up to Earth Force. So they're phasing out the old security.
1: Yep.
0: Um, So they're up in the C&C Bo and Mac working. Clarice tells Lockley that uh, there are no, no enemy ships, uh, survived and to report back. And Mac tells Lockley that she's alright. <laughs> she's not so bad. Like, I love the look of horror, like, on their faces when he, likes said, what he called her that because Clarence looked like, What is this guy about to say? <laughs> what is he about to say to her? Yeah.
1: that was nice, though. Yeah. And By the way, I looked up on IMDb, because I was trying to figure out who people were, and Clarence,
0: he aged well. He did age well. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> like, the gray hair, it worked for him.
0: I've seen some, like, shirtless pictures of him, and he's got these nice... <laughs> he's got really? oh. muscles, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, um... I mean...
0: I got my yeah, find Yeah,
1: potentially.
0: Well,
2: I wonder if um JMS does redo Ramalon Five. He could recast him either as Clarence again, but this time Clarence has a much bigger role, or recast him as someone else. Maybe he's the new Marcus.
0: He's a um Admiral now yeah, maybe.
1: Wait, you he's... make him a new Marcus so he actually gets to be with Ivanova?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Or not I really. Know, he gets uh, to continue to pine for her.
0: He takes her flowers <laughs> and there <laughs> call back to...
1: I just saw the shirtless. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <You> got
1: <laughs> compass rose tattoos? What does that mean? I don't know. Oh. Damn. Who's <laughs> this okay.
0: listening, Joshua Cox. Yeah. <laughs> like, a call? Come on the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, just
0: sit here drooling over <laughs> him the whole time.
2: <clears throat> Now he could be Sheridan. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say Sheridan because uh, they'll probably want to get a big actor for that role.
0: Um. So yeah, they're walking through the hallway, and Delin says hi to them, and Sheridan has this look on his face. Is it does he not remember them, or is he just?
1: I don't think wondering? he does. I yeah. think he has no idea who they are. I think he's just like, how do you know these people? How does she remember everybody? You know? Like, why are you he telling
2: you me this? <laughs> who are these people? Yeah, I'm sure it's some sort of Mumbai religious training to remember names and faces, you know.
0: Then they're gonna go get some lunch. and turns out Spoo has gone up in price since the beginning of the episode. So. Yeah. And that's the end.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I'm looking the, it. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the
0: shirtless pictures now. <laughs> um. Part I always forget. Do we have any quotes? I really know.
1: Oh, there was something about. Ah, uh, there was something about like, Sheridan being dead, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, I heard he died once.
0: Nobody's perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And
1: then a line about dead or alive, I'd come back from hell and go through walls for her, just to see that smile again. That was a good one.
0: Um, oh, she remembered my name, our names. I think I'm in love. She's married. Eh, I think we can work something out. <laughs> yeah, we can work something out. Oh, uh, Byron. yeah, Byron did quote Hamlet.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. He did it in a bad way.
2: Uh, I mean, this is the second time he's quoted Shakespeare and misquoted Shakespeare at that. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's being so pretentious. Just go away. You're not Marcus.
0: <laughs> Marcus is cool.
1: You know, it's so weird because I didn't like Marcus when I first watched it. And rewatching, I suddenly love Marcus. And I don't know if it's Byron that made him cooler or if I was just able to see him in a different light now. But, oh, it just makes me hate Byron even more.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you've heard uh, last week's episode yet, but. I uh, um apparently um we're not meant to like Marcus. We're not li- supposed Byron. to like Marcus? No, sorry, no. We're not meant to like Byron. Oh, good. So, well, they succeeded. Marcus. Uh, yeah,
1: but <laughs> Byron I, uh... to me is when you you believe in a movement but then the leader or the speaker for the movement is so off base. That you just feel conflicted, mm, you know. It's yeah. like I am against this thing that they are against, but because he's speaking out against it, I just know because I hate him.
2: It's no, shut up! You don't speak for me. Go yeah, away. Exactly. Go away. Stop it. You're you're
1: messing up the message. Lita would be so much better if she just spaced him and she took over all of the deep stuff.
2: Oh yeah, and. Um,
0: so who is our human of the week?
2: Mm, it's think, got Bo, right? Well, speaking for our newbies, Beth and, uh, Beth and Heidi, they'd want to give it to um, Clarence because he was a big part of this episode, I'm sure. Will wants to give it to Clarence because he's shirtless. Of
1: course.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'd like... To, I'd like Bo to win it, but, you know, Clarence hardly ever gets anything in the show. You know, he's always overlooked.
1: Uh, I think that if I had to choose between Mac and Bo, I think Bo definitely wins, but Mac had better scenes.
2: Right. I th- yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not because of Mac. That's because of the people the around scenes. Mac. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that one yeah. scene uh in C&C, where he's fixing everything in the middle of the battle. I mean, that was just brilliant.
0: i want to say both. <laughs>
1: so yeah, let's give it a bow.
0: Back. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Clarence.
2: I almost feel like we need to create a worse human the week, just so that Byron can win it every single time. <laughs> nope.
0: Yeah, worst worst person ever. <laughs> we'll do that at the end of the series. Byron
2: should win nothing.
0: <laughs> Alright, who's our alien of the week? I Jakar.
2: Delen- Oh well maybe Jacar. But it's just <laughs> Delane at least gets the message of yeah, I'm no weakling, of course, but Chikar gets it the great speech earlier in the episode.
1: Yeah. And He's just awesome, and we were talking earlier about, uh, Ian, you were saying about Survivors of the Blitz, and yeah, uh, that's what Jakar's whole story reminded me of. Mm,
2: uh, yeah, I get, definitely get that vibe.
1: Um, and did you notice him writing?
2: Yeah, he was writing, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Honorable
0: mention goes to that guy whose head rolled in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one that gave Byron a, a dead guy boner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Ugh. Car's running away with the season so far. He's got three out of five. Yay! Sheridan's winning on the human side. All right, so let's do ratings. You want to start us off, Nettie?
1: Oh boy. Um. Yeah, I. You know, I like I said, I remembered it a lot better than it was. Um, this trope, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is dead trope has been done so many other times and I've seen it more often. Uh, this to me was the lower decks of Babylon five, but really it's not even close to the lower decks and so many other shows have done this better. Um, and rewatching it, it, it's very obvious how much of it is catching people up to the new network. Uh, I'm gonna have to give it, uh, but it had it had some good stuff, so I'll I'll give it six out of ten sandwiches of Spoo
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about you, Ian? Yeah, I I definitely remember this better than it is. Um, it's one of those episodes with the early part of Babylon Five being such a Byron mess. Thinking, oh, this episode doesn't have much Byron in it. This is going to be great. And it had Byron in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Bo and Mac are interesting characters. Maybe they could have be been done better. Um, there's some good scenes, and I just like the my head canon of the future for Bo and Mac. Um, Bo signing up with Rangers, climbing in ranks, and eventually becoming Ranger 1. And then Mac actually staying on the station until whenever it ends up being decommissioned. You know, he sticks around, does his job, maybe gets promoted a little bit, but he sticks around Babylon 5 because that's who he is. But given the events of this episode, I reckon Bo he's affected by it, is affected by Delenn, and, you know, then finds a way can fight, which is by joining up with the Rangers. Um, and just because of that, I've got to give it a um, half a point higher. Um, and that's going to be six and a half misquoted Shakespeare lines out of ten. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree with you guys. This was better in my memory than it actually was watching it. It um, had some funny stuff here and there and some... Good emotional moments like with Jakar and everything, but yeah, it's kind of talking about Lord Dex makes me want to go watch Lord Dex when we finish this podcast. But I have to finish Stranger Things first, <laughs> I got one episode left. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'll give this, um, seven out of ten. Uh, uh, what do they call those things? Breach pods, <laughs> breach. Okay,
2: yeah. I think they are breach pods, yeah. So it
0: gets a six and a half, lowest of the season so far.
2: And this season has been highly rated this far anyway. Uh, okay,
0: let's us get in a breaching pod and go to feedback land.
2: Yeah, well, avoiding the telepath colony, of course. Yes.
0: Let's <laughs> 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 try to stay <laughs> away from those guys. First, we have a couple of comments from board 99 The first one was on our total, um, sorry. <laughs> on our Paragon of Animals episode, he says, every episode of Down Below should end with total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a bad idea. <clears throat> and on this episode of View from the Gallery, Board says, I don't remember what I thought of this episode when it first aired, but when I rewatched last year, I realized that I loathed it. It's probably my least single least favorite episode of Babylon 5. It's not that it doesn't have good things in it. The sequence with Byron and the telepaths may be the most effective use of those characters in the season. It's not that I don't like this kind of episode. I can very much enjoy stories which use the trick of showing us our familiar characters from the perspective of other characters, as if it were their show. Someone in the podcast would probably bring up the TNG episode Lord Dex. I don't actually like TNG all that much, but that's an episode that I remember liking more than most. What really bothers me about *A View from the Gallery* is the hero worship. *A View from the Gallery* comes yeah. across to me, <laughs> yeah, as the story of how the little ordinary people should admire and genuflect before the wonderful heroic people who are in the main cast. How lucky they are to be able, or how lucky they are to have those people to lead and protect them, and by extension, how lucky we, the viewers, for whom Mac and Bo stand in are to have JMS to make this wonderful show for us. And it's, sm- <laughs> it's smug and self-congratulatory. I hate it. Wow. Well, <laughs> I mean,
2: it's, it's an interesting point, yeah. I mean, realistically, um, those sorts of... You know, I think you'd get more the sort of... Um, even if you like the people, you know, you, you get the kind of... Oh, not self-deprecating, what's the right word, but basically... You, you don't, you'll not take them seriously. You'll, they'll be jokes at their expense anyway, because, you know, that's what you do with your heroes. You, you, yeah. you play some pedestal and then you pick away at them because that's what humans do.
1: Yeah. I, I, I do think that the, um, oh, he's a great guy, best guy. Who's who I'd want fighting for me kind of a thing was a little thick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'd like and a little again, more jokes at the their shame. expense. They do the same again with Lockley later. Yeah. Max saying, I want her by my side.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, he started to say that she tastes like chicken, which is kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and next we have an email from Andy. Nettie, would you mind reading this one? <laughs>
1: sure. I'll, oh, the I'll open up the chat.
0: This <laughs> should be interesting. I haven't read the whole thing. <clears throat>
1: Hi, Will and Nutty. On a view from, that's pretty funny.
0: Just the two of us. Just us, not you, Ian. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) man.
1: On a view from, well, it had every reason to be great, but it is, (laughs) but. Sloppy, lazy, grr, I, oh, sorry, grr, arg. My least favorite episode of B5. Wow, least favorite? I'm pretty sure there's others. Uh, So you don't have to spend time. So you don't have to spend the next few minutes reading out over the top swear words. I'm going to attempt to review using the format of a well-known, popular, and tacky verse. I've even got uh, double line breaks. (laughs) That doesn't help for the (laughs) copy-paste. If it hadn't been for for telepathic... If it hadn't been for telepathic bow and... Subtleties unspoken a long time ago. Where did the floaters come from? Where? Oh, I got to do this over. I get it now. I know. I know. <laughs> I know the, the the cadence here.
0: Okay.
1: It's, it's Cotton Eye Joe. Oh. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Toe Papa and Subtleties unspoken a long time ago, where did the floaters come from? Where did they go under consoles and crates, Little Mac and Bow. <laughs> 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 oh, there's more. Hang on. Uh, if it hadn't been for Franklin and Bo or watching the ships, the color they blow, air guitar to a broom, where did the blue color, 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 sorry, where did the blue color go? Max overreacting and really does blow. Max <laughs> overacting really does blow. Sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing while trying to do this. <laughs> <laughs> if he was less needy to be liked, See Underbow. Mac would have been married a long time ago. There's Zach and Garibaldi. Hey, where did they go? Feels like a special effects bottle episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't keep this up. This is hard. <laughs> I, I have no pre-reading or anything. This is great. Um, <laughs> I hope this is good for the listeners. Uh JMS doesn't do well in this midwinter storm. Janet Greeks all over the place and usually strong. Floaters have concept. Concept? Okay. Floaters have concept, but like the enemy, no. Arc. <laughs> I might have more fun poking a shark. <laughs> if it hadn't so, been for Mac and Bo, Corwin and Cox would not have dragged it. So where did they come from? Where did they go? Written in a day and not by Peter David. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's
0: more you stop, <laughs>
1: oh, no, <how> is. <laughs> I um... wish I had the line breaks this is great um, <laughs> dialogue top heavy with the exposition so assumes far too little of viewers no no <laughs> and the aliens come from oh Byron I don't know <laughs> Vader's Imperial Garden that's a different show <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word, there's more. There's more. Since when is Delena damsel in distress? When Mac is checking out her butt in that white and blue dress? <laughs> it could have ran so well. Instead, it's so slow, <laughs> and I'm not doing thirteen verses of Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, I'm so glad I <laughs> caught it before then. <laughs> <laughs> if it hadn't been for Jakar and Lando, they would got married not so long ago. Where did the clumsiness come from? Where did I go? To the kitchen to stab myself like Cotton Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> If a view from the gallery had made me care, it wouldn't feel like an attack by a bear. Mac and Bo over here and now. Now they're over there. Where did you come from? Mac and Mac take him and go. <laughs> Sorry. That <laughs> one doesn't rhyme. I'm confused. Um, if it hadn't been for info Cat- I think introcast. If it hadn't been for intro cast down below, I wouldn't have bothered with this verse. You know, my bed's where I come from. My bed's where I go, which is more direction than you get from Mac. And wait, it's after 3 p.m. AM. internet. Bye bye. From Andy. Oh, thanks.
2: Thanks both of you for that. Uh, yeah. and just because of that, just because of how awesome that was, Compared to the episode itself, I've got to knock a whole point off my rating. It's now five and a half, not six and a half.
1: Well, I'm I'm no. going to change my rating from six <laughs> out of ten cut and I
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was amazing. That was so much fun. Thank
0: you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that makes doing this whole episode worth it. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: See, next we have an email from Laurie and Carl. I'll paste this.
2: And I'll read it. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not another song because i do be going, good I'm, <laughs> <a bit dumb. laughs> I'm to that. Warm up your yeah,
0: voice. How we feel?
2: <laughs> <laughs> la 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 la.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. okay. Hi, ambassadors, commanders, and nutty. No ambassadors this week. <laughs> Ah, uh, they're, they're, um, back on the they're home planet. <laughs> uh, after that last episode, Carl was hoping for something better and was very pleased with this one. At least some of them was. As soon as he saw the two maintenance workers l- along with the episode title, he predicted that we were getting a non main character perspective, a la Rosecrans and Gilderstein. Are dead Or um, Sorry I lost my place Or the main story As in the Zeppo Uh Episode of Buffy Yeah Um, I know that you're all familiar with Zeppo And I highly recommend Rosicruins and Gildasign are dead If you're not familiar We are fortunate to see it on stage Just last year in DC And on to the episode commentary More Clarence! There are literal bugs in the wiring. Can't remember that had come up before regarding the food liquor needing to be quarantined. The talk about why Vanover left seems that it may have been an Easter egg. There's a random enemy of the week. Like in the Zeppur episode where there was a random apocalypse of the week. White song's looking like plucked chickens. Another Easter egg. We get to see Zack in action. That was cool. Once we get creepy Byron quoting Shakespeare. Once again, sorry. yeah, Once again, we get creepy Byron quoting Shakespeare. Hamlet, of course. That was an interesting way to get the the starish point of view in the fight. That also seems to indicate that Byron is a very powerful telepath. I don't think we've seen anything like that before. Rando and Dakar were golden. Amakabo commenting about them as an non married couple was great. When Londo says, I've never done anything to the universe, well, maybe. Londo says, sorry, Carl says that Londo is a deeply self-centered person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope someone got the full quotes from that scene. Sorry. <laughs> I uh, can't know what's to spin off for of both Mac and Bo and Londo and Jakar. And was glad to see that they did not die at the end. Spoilers for Hamlet. Quotes <laughs> I have sorry, quotes. I just have the beginning of the exchange that started Oh, it was never char and Jakar replies That explains a great deal. Car's rating three Brackets 2, as the indifferent children of Earth, Rose and Krantz. Ship, new-looking Staff Species, human. Human, President Sheridan. Plot, the new captain. Relationship, Delenn and Sheridan. They look just so cute together. Horner cockroach. Dramatic moment, Dr. Franklin. Comedic moment, tastes like chicken. Actors, Lance De John as Bo and Raymond O'Connor as Mac. Laurie's rating 8.5 out of 10. What does it do? Oh, 8.5 out of 10. What does it do machines? Humans, Fine. Mac and Bo and aliens to car.
0: Thank you, Laurie. Yeah, thank
2: you <laughs> both of you. And I'm glad at least some people enjoyed this episode.
0: Yeah. That is I- male.
1: I okay. did really like when Londo says that whole, like, you know, what did I do to – I did nothing to deserve this. <laughs> okay, I, I did yeah, a lot maybe. of things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a
0: long time ago. Or right, what you say? It's been a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so mail it down below podcast.com. I want to send us your thoughts. Ooh,
2: of okay. course, no newbies this week, so no predictions.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I've actually on the schedule – uh, next week could do Tron, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Ah.
1: Um. By the way, uh, apparently this was written in less than four hours. Oh. Merlin okay. Ellison wrote the first draft in four hours.
2: Hmm. What did JMS not bother writing your second draft then?
1: I I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's like I could have used another draft. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Nettie, thank you for coming and for coming on all these years. <laughs> 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 we've been doing it? well, five seasons, but we haven't been doing it that long. <laughs> Just
1: it feels yeah. like it, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was I was about to say that. It's like maybe yeah. I shouldn't say that. Well,
2: we yeah, really sorry. are coming towards the end now. It yeah. really feels like the end of an era. Yeah.
1: Well, I I'm constantly telling people about down below as the only intro cast where the newbies are hooked right away. Because every Uh, other intro cast, there's like an adjustment period, but uh, Penny and Elizabeth were pretty much in. Like, they had qualms and whatnot, but there was none of this groaning and dragging the newbies along through the first season.
2: (laughs) Maybe only through the pilot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there might be some of that going on for season five,
2: but, you know, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, they've watched another four seasons. They can... Stick it out the rest of this season. Exactly. Well, and they're the completionist types, so it helps.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Got them hooked, and now they can't quit.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's um, worth it in the end. Yeah, very much.
0: Yes. So that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time, probably with Tron. Feels a little different. Uh, but until then... Goodbye. Be seeing you. Struck off.
3: it I've been forgotten, I Joe, I've been married long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, cutting I Joe I've been forgotten, I Joe, I've been married long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, cutting I Joe
0: on the web in itunes and on stitcher radio also down below facebook.com slash group slash down below podcast and twitter.com slash down cast